Welcome to Half a Cinch. This is a music appreciation podcast where we talk about albums from 1972. My name is Mike. His name is JR. Hi. And this week we're talking about the album The World is a Ghetto by the band War. Not an album I am familiar with. Not really a band I'm familiar with either, but uh, it's a good one. I really liked it. What about you? What do you know about War? Uh, of course, no low rider. Uh-huh. Um, oh I play God. bass, so you have to know that song. It's okay. like you're not allowed to play bass or call yourself a bass player if you can't play low rider. Okay. That song is the best, one of the best driving around songs. Um, I'm always thrilled, Mike, whenever I listen to the right record uh, for the podcast, and I did that this time. Um, no, was, it's was a good. There, was there an album you thought it was? Was there a different? I feel like album? they had another one in '72 but I could uh, be wrong. Yeah, no, yeah. maybe not, but it's, a, you know, it's just, like I said, it's always just a thrill to me when I listen to the right one. Uh, so yeah, I did this time. So um, no, it was good. Like they, they, for some reason, they, they remind me of driving around music. It's just uh, something, you know, I've listened to them and bands like them in their vein when I've delivered food. Um, it's just real good grooving kind of, kind of music um, yeah yeah good funky stuff uh yeah. you, in the same year lowrider came out uh you might also know them from a song called why can't we be friends mm, that's right a very famous song probably their most famous song and um you know it always gets you know you always see it like get played in like a commercial or a movie or something as sort of a joke on on you know people fighting you know it's always like mm-hmm. like you play play to a montage of like people like hating each other and the reunion like just brawl yeah, yeah exactly um i thought that was smash mouth i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> the, i mean the history of war is kind of interesting because uh they were a group of guys all from you know different bands in the 60s that all started you know migrating towards each other and and forming a more cohesive band they got uh noticed by a record producer forget his name uh and who also mentioned them to eric burden from the animals mm-hmm. and he saw them and he really liked them and the first iteration of war was actually eric burden and war and um he the two you know the collaboration they did two albums together and then during a tour um, in 70 or 71, Eric Burden had an asthma attack on stage, collapsed, uh, couldn't do the remainder of the tour. Uh, but the rest of the band were like, uh, let's, let's do it. Let's keep going. You know, uh, we, like, they were all good singers. They were all great musicians. Eric Burden was kind of just their foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And maybe that led to them, you know, going their separate ways i don't know uh but it was an interesting start to their their career i didn't know that that's really cool um but yeah and so this album was uh their fifth studio album they recorded it at crystal industries in la on uh, united artists records it's cool name. It, it i mean it ended up like um peaking at number one on the billboards very briefly in 72 but because it was released late in the year, it actually ended up being the top selling Billboard's top selling album of '73. Hmm. So it like, you know, it came out, took a couple months for people to like 
find it. And then when they did, the whole rest of the next year, this I mean, this was getting played a lot. Right. Yeah, because November, yeah. That's interesting. That happened with a couple songs. Like I remember um the song Happy came uh Pharrell's song Happy came out like uh one year and it was huge, but then it was out in like Despicable Me, the movie soundtrack. Yeah. So then it won like it came out two years before the Grammy it won or some weird thing like that because it got popular way later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things that like happens. And and probably, you know, even more so back in the day before like, you know, obviously before streaming where it was just it was just radio hits is all you got from certain bands. There was a song we were listening to last night by a band called like Main Skin. Um it's called Bagan. You might have heard it before. It's all over the radio. But um, we were looking for it because the kids like it, and um, it's five years old. Like, like, yeah, like it was incredible to me. Like, as a musician, like the thought that someone could call you one day and go, you know, that record you released three years ago. Like, (laughs) we love number four. (laughs) You know, like it's uh, five years, 2017. This song came out, and it is right now being played as a modern pop song. Um, on the radio so very from the same cut from the record that came out in 2017 so crazy yeah, i mean it's it's interesting it's like um it's like wine when you you know it, it takes like five years before you can even produce like a good batch you know? right i guess you're ahead of the you're ahead of the curve but you're still performing you get to ride those coat your own coattails yeah <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah um but yeah this uh, this album was was really big in uh, obviously like in the the pan African community because of all of its like like Afro roots percussion and everything going on. Um, the The illustration is of a Rolls Royce with a flat tire, broken down in the slums, and it was uh, one of the members, Lee Oscar. Who just who came up with the idea and just uh, just kind of like a clever little idea that's like uh you know this here's this like very valuable thing broken down um in a place where maybe it shouldn't be and it's just one of those things where it's like hey you know reminded me of a couple records uh dookie is one of them and uh snoop dog just anytime there's that like it's just got very few like modern artists of their time will will come out with an animated cover like that yeah. you know it's pretty neat um yeah you know, we'll just get it track one uh is a is a song that that i actually recognize from somewhere mm-hmm. but uh, i did not know it was them but uh the cisco kid opens up with like a their first single of the album um and Definitely in a show or a movie that I've watched re- very recently. Yeah, yeah, me too. Righteous like, Jim Sones or something, something cool that has cool music. Yeah, it just, as soon as it started up, I was just like, oh man, I know this because like it's very funky. It's a very funky groove and it's, it's something that I would definitely gravitate towards, like mm-hmm. hearing it. And I, I would, I would remember that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great song. It, it as a single it, it peaked at number two so yeah it was pretty big it 
it's just kind of like an outlaw story. Um, Cisco kid was a, you know, he was an outlaw and it kind of tells like little fragments of, uh, of his life. Um, a lot of drinking. He did. A, there's a lot of references, whiskey and port. And, um, but yeah, there's really only two parts to it. Dude, there's like, there's just the funky groove that goes for a while. And then, then it'll have this one little break with the, with the ah, ah, ahs. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's definitely like a great lead off song as a single. Definitely good. And then number two, uh, where was you at is uh, even like shorter. This, this could have also been a single too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's very bluesy lyrics about like, you know, abandonment. It's just, uh, every line ends with you know with the refrain where was you at and it's just sort of the singer you know someone pleading for help but um but this one is it's it's funky too but it's got more of like a pep to it it's a bit like happier even though even though the song itself is not like not very happy um and great like great harmonica playing in it there's like a very cool harmonica line yeah they're very like they're very like for the radio like the first two they they definitely sound like poppy like they're trying to cut them tight and make them for the for the radio yeah yeah good good one too like lead offs and like you said the the lyrics were just sort of like kind of simple and bluesy songs about you know like i i looked around for some help you know where was you at but the (laughs) what kind of got me was the last couple of lines the song get like real psychedelic funky like something you hear from like george clinton but like the last couple lines are my pony she bolts from end to end let me tell you now a dog is a man's best friend but a canine can't be mine and i'm like That's okay <laughs> totally george clinton dude <laughs> I know, it, it is good pull it is definitely some like weird like you know, druggy psychedelic lyrics that just got kind of like got added on at the very end. I didn't make the connection, but that's another band that has animated album cover. Oh yeah, and yeah. probably a very these band those these two bands are probably friends. I would imagine. No, oh, for sure. Yeah, very yeah, very um, yeah, a lot of illustrations, a lot of cartoony stuff going on with them as well. Uh. Yeah, number three, it's, there's only six songs, and it's like three songs per side. So, you know, side A ends with a, like a 13-minute instrumental. Yeah. It's city, country, city. It's pretty good. And it's got some movements to it. Like, it, you know, it opens up with, like, big, it's got a big organ and guitar, sort of gospel-sounding intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it goes into this, like, mellow groove that kind yeah. of goes in and out of this mellow groove and this funky jam. Uh, which is pretty cool and and it showcases the keys a lot big big keyboard solo and uh yeah their keyboard player is is great like it it's kind of this whole song is just like one big vehicle for him but did you kind of like take it on the nose too, like city country city with the movements i did yeah yeah maybe like it's the beginning is kind of city and then the middle set up beat kind of part with the keys of the country and then back to the city part at the end yeah yeah because yeah because then it has after this big keyboard so then there's like just a percussion breakdown mm-hmm. and it it kind of gets a little psychedelic there yeah and then the end is just like 
this very bluesy outro very blues guitar kind of thing but yeah i i was kind of wondering like you know what the if the title had anything to do with that but yeah you're probably right since there's no lyrics it's just usually whatever the band was calling it right yeah yeah (laughs) no yeah you're right it's somewhat someone like yelled out it's like hey play let's play the city part and then Mm -hmm. the country part Mm-hmm. then back to the city yeah, the end. The city. yeah. like chicago city bluesy <laughs> it it's almost like taking taking like a day a day trip taking a little <laughs> little vacation like you're leaving you live in the city to go out somewhere and you just kind of just kind of jam for a bit you know, right? hey if you live in the city you take a little drive to the country you're gonna come <laughs> upon a city again <laughs> <laughs> at some point yeah some somewhere. point <laughs> I think it's a great ender to the first side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then you flip it over, and then it's then it starts with a song called Four Cornered Room," uh, which has got this like really mysterious like western sound to it. It, it mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of like Ennio Morricone. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like the guitar is real jangly, mm-hmm. and um, and you know the harmonica part. It all just sounds like like spaghetti western kind of stuff yeah which i thought was funny it's called four cornered room but you can almost hear like the yeah but it's like called like a room (laughs) we're outside bro yeah the concept of the album is as you know being locked inside yeah uh, having a conversation it's all about like forming progress or, or uh compromising in a situation through communication through like two people just being in a room but the sound like the mood of the music seems way more open like right just this vast expanse yeah uh it's yeah that was very it's very interesting um but yeah it's like there's a there's a verse where it's just talking um <laughs> and then the chorus gets like real soulful they keep saying the chorus over and over in the four-cornered room refrain and they just keep vamping on it more and more adding more and more to it is it this one or the next one where they begin it by saying zoom like 20 times it is this one yeah i mean other than rex and effects all i want to do is zoom a zoom <laughs> zoom zoom and a boom boom that's the most time someone's ever said zoom in a row in a song i would imagine yeah and like they were they were creating they just wanted to create like a vocal melody and they wanted to give it just a simple word and then it finally gets, it's kind of you know an old school thing you don't see much anymore where like a, a song will begin and someone will say something or you know say the word zoom a bunch and then they'll actually go into the song it's kind of a more old school like hey can you hear me out there all right tonight's the night <laughs> you know like it's kind of an old thing that people don't do anymore but you know i, I think it's kind of cool uh, and basically for eight minutes the song does not change it keeps playing yeah. like the same thing over and over that's that gave me the room vibe like you're in a room and it's just going the whole time but yeah yeah nothing's yeah. changing um and then uh, the title track is track five world is a ghetto which was also a single what was interesting that is a single is because it's like a 10 plus minute song yeah it's 10 10 yeah yeah so like re- it's crazy so releasing this as you know a single record with the b-side i can't imagine it got a whole lot of radio play except maybe you know certain stations like i said in like uh more independent stations maybe played it or 
you know, just fade it out, right? Like at some point, like the yeah, it's like, it's oh. one that they fade in real hard on, and yeah. then they fade out for sure. There's also the the bonus tracks on this the you know when they used to do that back in the day when CDs were actually a thing. The bo the bonus takes only like eight minutes long, so they could have always played that too if they're a radio DJ. But I mean, I'm glad that it's a 10 minute song and it's a title track because I mean, it's, it's the most poignant song. It, I mean, you're dealing with like, you're dealing with poverty, you're dealing with oppression. Uh, it's just this like, uh, this state of, of, or, I mean, this like the cycle that can't be broken, you know, the, the cycle of poverty where they say the world is a ghetto, but what they mean is like their world, you know, like, mm. Or you know the person like living in this, this yeah. situation. You know, it's it, all wh know. Whatever your world is, is the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there is some good like positive lyrics, you know, near the end where it's just like, despite your situation, you know, uh, maybe you're you're looking you're looking somewhere for paradise. You're looking for a better place out there somewhere. But if you can just find that, you know, some sort of inner peace and some sort of happiness within yourself, you know, find a silver lining, you know, and yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be like this, this idea of paradise that you've read about. It can just, you know, paradise can just be like a good day, just, you know, having a yeah. good day, a good month, a good yeah. year. Good day is where you start. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's not funny that this the album title is you know the is the first single. This was the first single in '72, and actually the Cisco Kid is the one that got him pushing to '73. Mm -hmm. And but it's so funny to me that the one the first song on the first side like got skipped over for so long, and then people were like, you know what, that song does rip. You know, <laughs> yeah. like a whole year later, it's yeah. it's pretty funny. But, but I mean, just anytime someone can get a 10, 8, 6, 7, 8, I'll give you, if you can get a six minute song as a, as a single, you're, that's awesome. Good job. Six yeah. minutes. That's a long time for a song, but 10 minutes, shit. And it, Good. it, it peaked at number seven on the charts. So I mean, it got up there. No and, joke. And this as the single itself eventually became a gold record. Just this song like became gold which yep. is is great um <laughs> but yeah i mean there's there's just really two main parts so when you get like the small uh yes. lp the little 10 inch or seven inch, <laughs> seven inch. just a little instead. gold seven inch yeah. just the one song guys <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves um but yeah it it just really has these two parts the verse is kind of like somber um but then the chorus kicks in and it almost like kind of sounds angry it 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 has like a lot of emotion behind it because it's it's this really like aggressive horn line mm -hmm. and, and this and the chorus has this interesting like break where it stops and like they you know and the meter of it like picks back up yeah i mean you know what i'm talking about oh hey here here yeah exactly um the single version radio edit was less than four minutes oh okay and the album version, nearly 11 minutes long, this is just Wikipedia, <clears throat> featured a third verse, a longer intro, a sax solo, 
-hmm. and an extended coda featuring electric guitar solo. So that's the original version, though. You know, I hate that they are like, oh, the single, they talk about that one first, but the actual version is the one we know of that we're talking about right now. But I'd be interested to hear what four minutes they keep from that 10 minutes. Yeah, you know, it, like I said, it, you know, it starts out with a verse. It's got a verse, a chorus, another verse, and chorus, and that's probably it. They, it's like, got to be no solo or anything. Yeah, and this, the sax solo is great, but I, I can see them, like, chopping that out. Yeah. Um, I don't think sax when I think of war. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. think drums and bass, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great song, and... Um, yeah the horn like i said the horn line in the in the chorus cool the the sax solo is very it's very sad sounding mm-hmm. like they there's there are these like two emotions that i picked up throughout the whole song you know and the, the one is the one it feels like you're just down in the dumps and the other is like i got to get up and do something about this yeah yeah which I, I mean are two can be one and the same yeah if you want it to be um but yeah, and they and they don't. They decided not to end the album with that one. They decided to do kind of a real weird, silly song at the end. I mean, it's silly in the way that like it. Uh, the last track's called uh, "Beatles in the Bog," mm-hmm. which they say that in the song, and I have no idea what it means. It's it's like real silly, kind of psychedelic lyrics. Yeah, it sounds like they're tripping or high for sure. And, you know, the world is a ghetto should be the closer. But if you put Beatles in the bog after four cornered room, it's weird, too. So I don't I there is a song called 58 Blues on the bonus tracks that I like Mm -hmm. that I kind of wish they had in there instead of Beatles in the bog (laughs) and maybe put that after four cornered room and have the world is a ghetto be the last song. But I'm sure, I mean, these are new producers back then. They're probably like, you can't have your title track as your last track, you know, like that'd be just crazy. But even though know. even though it's perfect for it, it's I mean it would be perfect. It is the perfect ender of yeah. side two. But um uh, yeah, I need to go back and listen to those bonus tracks. I didn't get around to those. There's some good ones. I mean, they're a little bit more bluesy, but yeah. Um yeah, Beatles in the in the bog, it, there was there's something about the song that reminded me of another song, and it was just like it was on the tip of my brain the whole time I'm listening to it, and I couldn't get it. But it it's got this sort of like marching groove to it, mm-hmm. and I I I need to keep listening to it because it 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 just sounded like another piece of music, so close to another piece of music, but. I mean, it. I I liked it. There's a lot of. Uh, now I'm intrigued. There's a lot of la la la's in this one because it, yeah, 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 the lyrics la, are la, very, la. the lyrics are sparse, so they fill them in with a lot of laws. Um, but yeah, I mean, another interesting thing about this band is in in their credits, every member is credited with vocals, which is great. I mean, they're all they're all contributing to the vocal lines. Every member is credited with percussion. So they're all in the studio. They're all, you know, they're all picking up something. They're all playing something. Yeah. They're all like, if someone's not on the shaker, so, you know, you're on shaker duty for this one. They're like, get on spoons. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the, so 
the all these guys are like the original members the the ones that 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 started the band minus eric burden um howard scott he's considered he was considered the leader of the band uh and the front man he didn't do the lead vokes but like i said they all do vokes uh he left in the in the 90s so he, he's a guitar he was, yeah, percussion guitar, right yeah, and vocals guitar, yeah. yeah everybody's got perk and vokes yeah everyone has percussion. so just assume that they play percussion <laughs> and vocals uh bb dickerson is on the bass um he he left in 79 so that's a great bass player name bb dick bb dickerson yeah um and he he unfortunately died last year 2021 um lonnie jordan he's on the keyboards he's he's the like city country city like that Mm -hmm. was his jam like all all that stuff was was great for him um Besides the percussion, they gave him the credit on the timbales, the specific kind of percussion. So um, he is the only guy who is still in the band. He's still still making it happen. Uh, Harold Brown, he's on the drums. Uh, he also left back in the 90s. Um, Thomas Papa D. Allen. Now, he's he is the actual percussionist. They gave him, you know, He's on the conga. He's on the bongos. Yeah, it's like when you think of like war, you think of low rider. The beginning of it, that's him yeah. just ripping. Well, yeah, 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 and he, uh, yeah, he unfortunately died in the eighties, but he was he was with the band up and up until his death. But yeah, he's, great. I also, mean, great name. Come on. Yeah, Papa D. Thomas Al- Thomas Allen's like eh, Thomas Allen, but no, the, it, I feel like percussionists. If if that's your thing, you're a bongo player. You're going to get a nickname no matter yeah, who you are. You got to. Um, but yeah, all that, all that 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 great that great percussion that just kind of added a great layer to uh, to every song. Yeah, war. Yeah, I mean that's that guy. Um, Charles Miller. He was on all of the saxophones. He played clarinet, uh, of course, percussion and vocals, because they all got that. Um, Charles Miller tragically died in 1980 from a stabbing during a botched robbery. Uh, kind of sucks. No one, no one was ever arrested or prosecuted for that. And Charles Miller Thanks. was the voice of Lowrider. He just had this really cool deep voice and they're like you're going to be the lead on this one like he never got to do lead on any other song except that one so yeah that's your that's lowrider um charles charles miller um oh charlie miller yeah tragic ending for that guy but i mean he will i mean he he went down in history as that voice you know Mm -hmm. Um, and Lee Oscar, he's the harmonica. Yeah, well, he's the he's one of the harmonica players. I mean, if if you play harmonica, you know, like Lee Oscar, mm-hmm. that's like Leo Fender of guitars, yeah. or you know, like Paul Reed Smith, the person of yeah. guitars. You know, because <clears throat> every you you go see someone with a harmonica, it's eighty percent chance it's a Lee Oscar. 
harmonica. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Like, yeah. 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 He's, he's a very his own brand. Yeah. And he's the reason that they hooked up with Burden and the animals is because he was ripping, ripping harmonica with those dudes. Um, and when Burden was looking for collaborators, he was like, dude, this dude rips. Uh, but later in life, and like, I know this because I have a close friend, Justin, who played harmonica all throughout high school and and he always had his Lee Oscars, you know, and wow. that's their, their, it, it, the, he's got a lock on the game. Like there, I can't think of the other brands of harmonica. There's just Lee Oscars. So that's pretty freaking cool. You know, yeah. especially for when, again, whenever I think of the band war, I don't think harmonica. So yeah, exactly. very, very interesting. Yeah. You're, <laughs> but, just, you're kind of, you're, you're really thinking like funk and horns you're really not thinking harmonica in funk music in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like harmonica and Afro music. Yeah. It, it, it it's if it that's not blues. Yeah, yeah. It's not blues. It's Afro and roots inspired, funk inspired, but it's harmonica. Those lines hadn't really crossed too much, and that's why Stevie stood out so much, and a lot of people that crossed those lines stood out so much his harmonica playing is great it like it he adds great like layers and textures to the song with just his like lines that they give him well and they're like a secret blues band they're yeah. like they're very secret blues yeah, like they yeah, could right. they probably played a lot of filler blues stuff i would imagine uh, yeah i mean i'm sure back in the 60s like when yeah. they're all trying to find each other they're all coming from bands like the drifters mm-hmm. or you know I don't know. Pick a. That's what they all wanted to be, man. That's what they all wanted to be, and funk was coming in. Yeah. And like, so the new thing you were hearing that was added to the the Springfield Soul Stew was funk, you know. And that's where we we got these bands. And thank goodness for them, man. They're some of the coolest music. We talk about it a lot, and that's so funny. Seventy two just has a a through line of like coolness. Like this, a lot of the music is just very cool. You feel cooler when you listen to it (laughs) (laughs) well uh all of the original members the ones that are still alive and still out there they all reunited with eric burden in 2008 for a special concert so um so that's out there you might be able to find some footage of it too yeah that's surprising that was surprising to me before listening to this the eric burden stuff like mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And I didn't know Lee Oscar was also in this group until I listened to this record. So again, lucky to be on this podcast and get to learn all this stuff and see where that stuff came from. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, yeah. The album itself. Um, like I, I, I think I went over that already. Like it. Um, yeah. Top selling record of, of billboard for uh, 73. That is so. Um, it's crazy got up to number seven and 72 <laughs> but it's a yeah it's a good one i like it I, i'm i'm really glad that i am now from like more familiar with war mm-hmm. um you know like uh why can't we be friends I, that's a funny sentence you're now more familiar with war <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a book or something stephen colbert's <laughs> new book <laughs> now more yeah. familiar with war um but yeah that's that's it uh i i recommend it check out check out this stuff it's good it's pretty good all right um and that's another one happy 50th birthday happy 50th birthday